7th. And now we turn our attention to the reading today of the New Testament, where we'll read about pretending. Barnabas had a gift, and it exposed the sin of Ananias and Sapphira, just as Mary's gift exposed Judas's sin. The couple lied to the Spirit, to the church, and to Peter, and it cost them their lives. Their sin was not in taking money from God but in pretending to be something they were not. And then we'll read about obeying. Dealing with sin in the church often results in new power for the church. Can you imagine a church so spiritual that people were afraid to join with them? Even Peter's shadow had power. It was F.W. Borum who wrote, We make our decisions, and then our decisions turn around and make us. And then we'll learn about those who oppose. Because the Sadducees could not tolerate evidences of resurrection power, they arrested the apostles again and told them to be quiet. Well, we ought to obey God rather than men, is their response. It's the only position to hold when you have the Word of God on your side. Be sure it's conviction and not just opinion. And we'll learn about hesitating. Gamaliel advised neutrality which means avoiding the truth and letting Satan move in. And with that, let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. June 7th, Acts chapter 5, verses 1 through 42. There was also a man named Ananias, who with his wife Sapphira sold some property. He brought part of the money to the apostles, but he claimed it was the full amount. His wife had agreed to this deception. Then Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart? You lied to the Holy Spirit, and you kept some of the money for yourself. The property was yours to sell or not sell, as you wished. And after selling it, the money was yours to give away. How could you do a thing like this? You weren't lying to us, but to God. As soon as Ananias heard these words, he fell to the floor and died. Everyone who heard about it was terrified. Then some young men wrapped him in a sheet and took him out and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, "'Was this the price you and your husband received for your land?' "'Yes,' she replied. "'That was the price.' And Peter said, how could the two of you even think of doing a thing like this, conspiring together to test the Spirit of the Lord? Just outside that door are the young men who buried your husband, and they will carry you out too. Instantly she fell to the floor and died. When the young men came in and saw that she was dead, they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Great fear gripped the entire church, and all others who heard what had happened. 
Meanwhile, the apostles were performing many miraculous signs and wonders among the people, and the believers were meeting regularly at the temple in the area known as Solomon's Colonnade. No one else dared to join them, though everyone had high regard for them. And more and more people believed and were brought to the Lord, crowds of both men and women. As a result of the apostles' work, sick people were brought out into the streets on beds and mats so that Peter's shadow might fall across some of them as he went by. Crowds came in from the villages around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those possessed by evil spirits, and they were all healed. The high priest and his friends, who were Sadducees, reacted with violent jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in the jail. But an angel of the Lord came at night, opened the gates of the jail, and brought them out. Then he told them, Go to the temple and give the people this message of life. So the apostles entered the temple about daybreak and immediately began teaching. When the high priest and his officials arrived, they convened the high council, along with all the elders of Israel. Then they sent for the apostles to be brought for trial. But when the temple guards went to the jail, the men were gone. So they returned to the council and reported, The jail was locked, with the guards standing outside. But when we opened the gates, no one was there. When the captain of the temple guard and the leading priests heard this, they were perplexed wondering where it would all end. Then someone arrived with the news that the men they had jailed were out in the temple teaching the people. The captain went with his temple guards and arrested them, but without violence, for they were afraid the people would kill them if they treated the apostles roughly. Then they brought the apostles in before the council. "'Didn't we tell you never again to teach in this man's name?' the high priest demanded. Instead, you have filled all Jerusalem with your teaching about Jesus, and you intend to blame us for his death. But Peter and the apostles replied, We must obey God rather than human authority. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead after you killed him by crucifying him. Then God put him in the place of honor at his right hand as prince and savior. He did this to give the people of Israel an opportunity to turn from their sins and turn to God so their sins would be forgiven. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, who is given by God to those who obey Him. At this the high council was furious and decided to kill them. But one member had a different perspective. He was a Pharisee named Gamaliel, who was an expert on religious law and was very popular with the people. He stood up and ordered that the apostles be sent outside the council chamber for a while. Then he addressed his colleagues as follows. Men of Israel, take care what you are planning to do to these men. Some time ago, there was that fellow Theudas, who pretended to be someone great. About four hundred others joined him, but he was killed, and his followers went their various ways. The whole movement came to nothing. After him... At the time of the census, there was Judas of Galilee. He got some people to follow him, but he was killed too, and all his followers were scattered. So my advice is, leave these men alone. If they are teaching and doing these things merely on their own, it will soon be overthrown. But if it is of God, you will not be able to stop them.
you may even find yourselves fighting against God. The council accepted his advice. They called in the apostles and had them flogged. Then they ordered them never again to speak in the name of Jesus, and they let them go. The apostles left the high council rejoicing that God had counted them worthy to suffer dishonor for the name of Jesus. And every day, in the temple and in their homes, they continued to teach and preach this message. The Messiah you are looking for is Jesus. Make me feel invincible I feel, I feel it Invincible 
from Psalm 125, verses 1 through 5. You know, trusting the Lord means security and stability. Built on Mount Zion and surrounded by the mountains, Jerusalem was an impregnable fortress. The pilgrims felt safe when they arrived there after their dangerous journey. As a citizen of the heavenly Zion, you are safe in the Lord's care. Trusting the Lord also means sovereignty, bowing down to the God who holds the righteous scepter. Wickedness in our world is a temptation even to the righteous, as we'll read, so keep submitted to Him. And sanctity is a third result of trusting the Lord. When you walk by faith, you avoid the dangerous detours that lead you away from the path of righteousness. God has made you safe so that you might be submitted, and your submission should lead to separated living. As it says in the book of James, chapter 2, verse 20, faith without works is dead. Psalm 125, verses 1 through 5, a song for the ascent to Jerusalem. Those who trust in the Lord are as secure as Mount Zion. They will not be defeated, but will endure forever. Just as the mountains surround and protect Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds and protects His people, both now and forever. The wicked will not rule the godly, for then the godly might be forced to do wrong. O Lord, do good to those who are good, whose hearts are in tune with You. But banish those who turn to crooked ways, O Lord. Take them away with those who do evil, and let Israel have quietness and peace. Proverbs 16, verse 25. There is a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. Everybody's got a blank page, a story they're writing today, a wall that they're climbing. You can carry the past on your shoulders. You can start over regrets, no matter what you've gone through, Jesus. He gave it all to save you. He carried the cross on his shoulders, so you can start over. Don't let your heart be troubled, don't be afraid To the broken hearted, their wishes paid Never been born, never been torn, never sinned, never disobeyed I know you think there's no hope, no, but that ain't true Jesus saved, I know you feel a regret, like I Brought this all on myself, like I Messed it up big time and this time I don't deserve God's help Thinking, how can God forgive me? After knowing what I hid, can he? After knowing that I hid from him and I stayed away and backslid. Listen, Jesus came for the sick. So true. Jesus came for the weak. Amen. Jesus came to give good news and to set the captives free. Amen. Listen, Jesus came for the poor. Amen. Jesus came with the keys. Amen. Jesus came to remove the chains so the prisoners can be released.
ocean floor. Run to his arms like an open door. God the Father sent the sons of men can come and be free and gotta run no That's more. Come to me, all who are weary. With heavy burdens, I'll give you rest. Separating you from your sin. As far as the east is from the he west. Said. Thrown in a sea of forgetfulness. What sin? What offense? And when them waves come crashing in, I'll calm the winds in your defense. So whatever said. it is that you've done, he put that punishment on his son. His You'll son. never come under his condemnation. Conquer sin and Satan and his accusations. So dry your eyes, lift up your head. Hallelujah. God is not Amen. dead. Plus he gave us his peace. His peace. And he took our guilt on the cross instead. Took our place and now we embrace a clean slate with the eyes of faith. We do. We do. Unfailing love. Unfailing love. Everybody's it's not too late. Start on. sense now wanna feel your love now cause it's just too good to be true I've known you for quite some time still I'm learning more about you deeper blue oceans that you fill with truth love's amazing grace is saving I live for you Never let me down My God hold me down now Feeling like my roots deep In the midst of these winds But I won't break Nah, uh My God never changed Even when I'm down He is faithful to remain When I'm feeling pain Yeah, confident now In his love so secure Crying out for more Lord I'm letting go I'm giving you control You're calling me to grow Even though it hurts sometimes I know you make me whole You're holding my hands And I know you're never letting go I'm on that overflow Never low Riding steady immovable I'm unbreakable Try and shake me, but you'll never separate me, no Why do you love me? So unfaithful I never keep my word, no You still take me back Why do you love me? Why do you want me? Why do you show grace? Fall down on my knees Whenever there's nowhere to turn That's when I gotta trust you Whenever nothing's making sense That's when I gotta lean into you Walking on wide tap, I'm gone Seeking early in the mound 
Now I, now I got my mind right Lit up like a nightlight Ready like it's fight night <laughs> And I'm just getting started You can come and join the party <laughs> Reaching out to this generation I'm finna glow Fire burning in these bones So I'm finna go Spent so many nights for this flight For this baby plight For this fight for this cause he died That's how I came alive Truth of when I ride Daily dying to my pride Give it all for the glory of my God You want me with your love? 